you, Sherry. Thank you, Interpretive Worship Choir. Absolutely perfect. Would you pray with me? God, as we hear this prayer sung over us, as we witness it being interpreted through the worship choir, God, we just we pray that this next moment would be just as meaningful for our formation as disciples of your son, Jesus Christ. And may your preacher be nothing more than just a vessel, an instrument of your grace. Amen. One of the greatest contributions that Methodism founder John Wesley made to our understanding of the Christian faith is the way in which he framed the means of grace. The means of grace are a way that God works invisibly in disciples, hastening us, strengthening and confirming faith so that God's grace pervades in and through disciples. So what are some means of grace? Well, there's communal means of grace, communal practices, such as sharing together in Holy Communion, baptism, Bible study, small groups, life group participation, seeking justice and oppression in whatever forms they may uh, seeking justice and ending oppression in whatever forms they may present themselves. And then there are some individual means of grace, such as doing good works, visiting the sick and imprisoned, feeding the hungry, reading Scripture, studying Scripture, attending worship, and then, of course, there is that individual means of grace known as prayer. It can also be a communal one, but today we want to talk about it as an individual means of grace, prayer. My pastoral experience and also uh, through a lot of reading, I've come to the conclusion that the means of grace that people struggle with the most is prayer. Well, prayer and reading Leviticus. I once had a close friend remark that they felt that they were better equipped to end world hunger than they were to pray. Perhaps some of you feel the same. It's okay. Do not have to feel ashamed. Prayer as an individual means of grace. Prayer can be tough. Jesus, in the greatest sermon that has ever preached, takes time to address prayer because prayer is hard. Prayer is hard like putting together furniture from Ikea is hard. But just as instructions from Ikea help some, so too does Jesus' instruction on prayer from the Sermon on the Mount. I would go so far as to say that what Jesus offers in the Sermon on the Mount with the Lord's Prayer are not only instructions on how to pray, but actually the, the Lord's Prayer can be used as a blueprint for prayer. Knowing 
prayer is hard. I thought it would be fun this morning to take a look at the Lord's Prayer as a blueprint for how to pray. Break it down a little bit. After all, Jesus does say, pray then in this way. Pray then in this way. It is instructive. Pray then in this way. So how does it begin? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What I want you to notice here is that in Jesus' model prayer, it begins upon calling about the name of God, calling upon the name of God in a, a, a praising sort of way. It's, a, it's calling upon the name of God. It's, it's, it's getting God's attention. Prayer should always seek to get God's attention. It's like when my kids want something. It may start out, Dad. <clears throat> Dad. Daddy. Jabe. I know when it reaches that point, they really want my attention, and I'm, I'm inclined to hear what it is that they have to say. It's getting my attention. So, so prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We're getting God's attention. So what comes next? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Here we have an acknowledgement of who is God and who is not God. Using that old English language, it's thy. <laughs> not my. In this part of the blueprint of prayer, Jesus is centering us around the idea that the here and now matters. The here and now matters. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth, now, here and now matters. And ultimately, whose will is it that matters the most? It's God's will that matters the most. And we pray for that for God's will to be revealed in the lives of those who we are praying for. And here, in this part of the prayer, we pray for the needs of others, acknowledging that God alone is responsible for all that is, and God is the one who can make all things right as they should be. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Here and now on earth, as it is in heaven. In speaking of the Lord's Prayer, uh, a friend of mine told me this week that uh, the great Jeffrey Wainwright once taught in a class at Duke that he was a part of, that if you were to take the time to pray the Lord's Prayer each day, in the course of a week, Wainwright said, you would have covered everyone on the planet in prayer by the end of the week. 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then Jesus moves us to the part of the prayer that we say, give us now our daily bread. We pray for daily bread. We, we pray for God's provision in our lives. We pray for ourselves. Praying for ourselves is kind of strange. It's, it, it's, it's not easy for most of us. Some folks actually promote that you don't do it. I was taught, don't pray for yourself. Pray for everybody else and just hope somebody's praying for you. But I promote praying for yourselves. Because I need it. I need help. And I have an awareness that I need help. Lord, help me. Give me this day my daily bread. But what may be actually just as hard as praying for, for uh, oneself to have uh, uh, this daily bread for oneself, what's equally as hard is, is actually having a reliance on God on the daily. An actual reliance on God. Trusting that God will provide all that one needs. And letting go of it, naming it in this, this, this communion with God through prayer. Lord, whatever, whatever I need, give it. And trusting that that will happen. But let's face it. We pray for daily bread, yet we know where McDonald's is. And we can whip right through the drive-thru. We have the means to pay for it. Yeah, that's a problem. A big part of prayer is surrendering to the fact that there are things that you need that McDonald's cannot provide. It's 2023, Pastor. I should also add, Amazon cannot provide. <laughs> forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. This part of the prayer is so important that at the end of this section of the Sermon on the Mount, if you look at the text from Matthew 6, you will notice that Jesus actually takes time at the end of the prayer to reiterate, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses little extra emphasis. It's kind of like the Lord who forgave years and years and years worth of debt to a slave. And that same slave in turn refused to forgive just a couple of weeks worth of debt to another. The Lord said, Why? 
didn't I forgive you a lot? You couldn't just forgive a little? Forgiveness matters. In our prayers and in our lives. We should dedicate just as much time to the praying for the strength to forgive others as we do asking for forgiveness for ourselves. Our prayer time should always involve some time of reflecting on the harm that others has caused us and the harm that we have caused on others. Forgiveness matters. This cannot be overemphasized because Jesus emphasizes it a lot. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Although this part of the Lord's Prayer as we have received it is not a part of the actual sermon script from Matthew 6, the concluding part of the Lord's Prayer as we have it, it ends with praise. It ends with praise. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. If you think about it, the Lord's Prayer, as we have it, starts with praise and it ends with praise. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Friends, when you are struggling with, with how to pray in your daily prayer life, just start with praise and end with praise. It's a good blueprint. Start with praise, end with praise, and if you need to, just breathe some in the middle. And if you're having a hard time finding something to praise, well then just breathe some at the beginning and the end too. Focus on the breath. Breath is a gift. Our breath is a prayer. Breath itself is praise. So breathe. Pray. Start somewhere. But remember... In prayer, you are not starting a conversation from scratch. In prayer, you are just remembering to connect to a conversation that never ends. And always remember, when struggling to pray, or even if you're not struggling, you can always Pray then. Pray then in this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.